Nedarim daf mem chet. The last thing we were discussing, we started the Mishnah at the bottom of mem zayin amud bet. If a person told his friend, "I am harem to you," his friend can't have benefit from him, and if he said, "You are harem to me," he can't have benefit from his friend. If you are to me and I'm unto you, they can't have benefit from each other. They are allowed to have benefit from something that ole babel. The people from babel who they came for the the holidays when they let's say they made wells they're both allowed to have benefit from that but they're not allowed to have benefit from things that belong to the city and with that we're starting the first line in last two words on the line so what is considered uh, belonging to the people of babel that they cannot uh, vow to have the other one prohibited from it Kegon, like Har Habait, the whole uh, Temple Mount, Ve'azarot, and the yard, the, the courtyards and the chambers in the Beit Hamikdash, Ve'habor Shebeimtzaaderch, and all the watering holes on the uh, on the way from Babel to Yerushalayim, Ve'ezu Davar Shel Otayin, what's considered something that belongs to the city, Kegon Har Hava, like the marketplace. Vehamerhat the bathhouse, Ubeta Keneset and the be and the shul, Vihateba, or what we call the Hechal today is called the Teba, Vihas Sefarim. And it either means Sifret Torah or it means books that the town people bought that they could use. Now, by the way, there's a famous run over here who said this Mishnah is going according to Rabbanan who said in the beginning of our parak, if there's a shared property or something shared, they are not allowed to use it together. Each one's not using their uh, thing and it, it, the whole bit of nothing. But according to Rabbi Lezeb and Yaakov, they can't prohibit one another on something that belongs to everyone. So they would be able to use the shul and things like that. That's the run over here. There is a Rambam, actually, who is posek like Rabbi Lezeb and Yaakov, and he is posek like the Mishnah over here, and it's a contradiction. And look at the Rambam, very kedai, uh, a nice sugya to look into. Now, let's go back to the Mishnah. How do we rectify this problem? Okay, this person vowed from this person, that person vowed from that person. How do we fix this? So, if someone writes whatever he owns belongs to the Nasi, now his friend is allowed to have benefit and same thing vice versa. Rabbi Yudah says you could write it to the Nasi, you could write it to another person, doesn't make a difference as long as it, whatever you own doesn't belong to you yourself, then your friend could have benefit from it. What's the difference between if you write it to the Nasi or to a regular person? A person who writes it to the Nasi, who writes whatever he owns to the Nasi, doesn't have to do a kinyan, he doesn't have to do an act of acquisition. However, However, the hadiot zakot. But if you're you're giving your things to another person, a regular person, not an nasi, then you would need to make a kinyan. That's the way the Ran explains it. There's a famous rashash over here who says when a person gives his things to the nasi, he is in his mind he completely gives it to the nasi and he won't go back. Uh, when, uh, on the other hand, if you're giving it to someone else, uh, you're maybe not giving it 100%, therefore you would need to make the kinyan. It doesn't make a difference. Whether it's a nasir, regular person, you have to do that kinyan. The only reason they mention nasir is just because that was going on at the time. 
Rabbi Udalmer, en anshe Galil The people of Galil don't have to write anything to the Nasi because shekvar Their fathers already did it for them, and the Gemara explained. So number one is the Gemara didn't understand what the Mishnah was saying. If a person writes his things to the Nasi. So, am I mitzar? Why would it be a sort of I wrote my things to the, uh, to the Nasi? The Gemara thought what it's trying to say it's Asur. So, Amar Afshishat Afshishat explains no. This is what the Mishnah is trying to say. How do we fix if these two people they vowed against each other? How do we fix it? They write whatever they own to the Nasi, and now they're allowed to use uh, whatever it is from the city. Now, that whole parenthesis is taken out by the Masor Tashas. It's a repetition of what we saw in the, in the Mishnah. Let's continue. The people of Galil don't have to do any sort of kinyan. Because their fathers did it for them. They were very angry type of people, always fighting, always vowing. They were vowing against each other. So the, their fathers wrote their shared assets to the Nasi. So for example, the, the, the Bet Knesset, the town Bet Knesset belongs to the Nasi, so no one can be Osir one, uh, one part of the shul on the other. That's one way. Another way that Tosfot explains is that their fathers forced everyone in the town to write their part to the Nasi. So the, the really the Bet Knesset, for example, when it was uh, originally made, it was made and everyone in the town had to sign a piece of paper that it went to the Nasi. That's the way Tosfot explains it. Next, Mishnah. If a person vowed that he's not going to have benefit from his friend or he vowed that his friend can't have benefit from him, then and the other person has nothing to eat. So what do you do? You give it to someone else as a gift. And then the other person becomes mutar in the food and he's allowed to eat it right away. And the Mishnah tells us a story, the famous story that we talked about in Ketubot, and we talked about over here in the Masechet, in the Darim, Ma'aseh Be'ahad Be'bethon. There was a man in Bethoron, Shaya Aviv, Noder, or Mudar, Hemeno Hanah. Bottom line is they can't benefit from each other. Vayam Asiyad Beno, and that person was making a wedding for his son, and he wants to invite his father. Ve'amal Havero, and he told his friend, Hatseru Su'uda Netunin, the courtyard and uh, and uh, the food uh, is is already given uh, to you as a gift. Here you have it. Uh, what the, the reason is? So my father could come and eat with us in the Sauda. So the man said, "Amar im shaliim." If they really mind, harehem uglashim l'shamayim. Then I'm making them kodesh to the shamayim. Amar lo. So he told them, "Wait a second. Did I give you my thing so you could make it Kadosh Shamaim? My lost friend told him, Did you really give me your things? So you and your father can eat, drink, and be happy. And the will be on my head. I'm not interested. Meaning, the person was trying to push, uh, the reason he made it Kadosh, even though it wasn't really Kadosh, is to show him that, look, if it's not really Kadosh, then it's not really a gift. And when Hachamim heard this, Amru Hachamim, call Matana She'ena, She'im Ikdishat Emuk Yudeshet, any person who gives a gift to someone, but if the person made it Kadosh, it's not Kadosh, then Ena Matana, then it's not a real gift. It's one big trick, and it doesn't count. So the Ran right away jumps up and asks, what about the Matana al-Minat Hazir? A gift that was meant to, to be given back, like a Lulab on the first day of Sukkot. 
on one hand, you, you, you're not allowed to use uh, someone else's lulav. On the other hand, your friend can give it to you as a gift on condition to give it back. So the Ran and the Rishonim explain that since for that moment when you're using it, it's yours completely, and therefore it's considered a real gift. And the reason you can't be Magdish is because you still have to give it back. But over here, he gave it as a gift only for his father to be able to use it. So we say over here it was trickery. And the Ran gets into Sugyan Yerushalmi, where a person can give his friend a gift on condition that he cannot be Magdishid. Very interesting Ran to look at. And the Gemara starts, Maaseli's story, it sounds like the, the Mishnah is bringing us a story with Amen Bet Horon to go against what we originally learned. We originally learned that if one person bought from the other, he gives it to the other person as a gift, and then he could give it to the other person. Then we brought the story to say that you're not allowed to. So what's going on? So like my answer is, Our Mishnah is missing words, and this is what it's supposed to say. If at the end you could tell what the whole point was of this entire gift, then it's Asur. And here's the proof. And the, the Mishnah brought us a story of a person, Horon, who from the end you could understand what he originally tried to do with that whole trickery thing. And Amar Abba, when did Hachamim say it's not a gift? Where he actually told him, I'm giving it to you as a gift so that my father could come and enjoy the party. But if he told them they should be in front of you, so our father, so my, so when my father comes, meaning he left it he left it up to him to decide if he wants to give it to his father or not. That is allowed. Lishna harina amrinla. We bring Rabbah's words a different way. Amar Rabbah, lo tematama de amar le vehinal lefanecha ude asur. Don't say the reason it's asur is because he told him here he put in front of him. Aval amar lo hen lefanecha sheavo abav yochal mutar. But if he told him here is the gift in front of you, so my father could come and eat that's mutar. Ela afilu amar le hen lefanecha veyavo abav yochal. Even if he told him here there in front of you as a gift. And so my father could come and eat, meaning he didn't make a condition. It's still Asur. What's the reason? Because because you could tell by the Sauda what he was trying to do. You could tell the trickery. And the, the Gemara tells us a story on the top of Mechet Amud Bet. There was this man, he had a son who kept on stealing linens, he kept on stealing uh, jewelry from people, uh, whatever it was. And he prohibited all of his assets on his son. I don't want this uh, thief to, to take my things. I don't want him to enjoy my things. He wanted to show that he was uh, displeased. So so they told him, let's say your grandson ends up being a Tamil Hachamai. What would be the halacha? Well, you wouldn't want him to enjoy the, the, the benefit from your assets either. So the man responded, Fine, he could also get a Kenyan, and if uh, his son becomes a Tamil Hacham, he could also get. So my. So what would be the halacha? Is the, the, the son who is the thief, is he kone or is he not kone? Meaning do we say since it's only going to happen when this guy has a son and he ends up being a tamid hacham? Or do we say that once he couldn't get it, he couldn't get it? Meaning it's not a good kinyan and the kinyan doesn't work and therefore all the money will go to the other children. 
Samre pumpaditae in pumpadita they said kene almenat laknotu it becomes an acquisition in order to acquire to other people vichol kene almenat laknot lokane and any acquisition that is meant so someone else can be kone later it's not a kinyan it's not a good acquisition and therefore when that son, that uh, thief son was zochet. For his for his children who one day might become to be the hachamim, that's not a good acquisition. The Rav Nachman Amar Kane it works. Why the hasudara? Look at regular Kenyan sudar, where a person wants to buy a big piece of land, he wants to buy something huge, he picks up someone's handkerchief, kippah, whatever it is, and he acquires the big thing also. The hasudara Kane al minat laknotu, and it works. Wait a second. Ravashi said, Who said when the person holds on to the handkerchief, who says it's not his? Maybe he's acquiring it also. Meaning, the, the only reason we give back the handkerchief is that's the minhag of the world, but technically the, the person acquiring could keep it. Then here's another question on Rav Nahman who wants to say that it works. Sudara kene al minat laknot ukne minashta. With the Kenyan sudar, you're picking up the handkerchief. You're right, it's acquiring the handkerchief so you can acquire something bigger, but you're buying that something bigger right now. But over here with this guy's assets, when's he going to work? When his grandson becomes a Talmud Hakam. And that's Lechiava Adar Sudara Mare. And by the time that happens, the the handkerchief already went back to the original owner, and by then there's no more kinyan. Uh, you, you can't have everything work retroactively. The Rashba and the Ran get into it. Uh, if if it's uh, with a contract, does it work uh, retroactively or not? Uh, the Rashba says it does not. Rashba says it does work. Very good. I look into the Ran over here, but problem problem is on Rav Nachman who said that the kinyan works. And Amar the Rabbi Rav Nachman and Rabbi asked the question to Rav Nachman. Look at our Mishnah. Veha matenat bet horon de kane al minat laknotu veloka kane. Our Mishnah over here. We have a case where uh, the man gave his uh, yard and, and food to his friend, and and we said it doesn't work. It's a kene. It's a choir, so you could give it to my dad. Acquire a kene al minat laknot, and we said it doesn't work. So how could you say it works? So Rav Nachman answered two answers. Zimnin sometimes Amar le Mishum the Sauda Tom Wachat Alav, like we said before, that the Sauda is the biggest proof that it was one big uh, trickery. Vezimnin Amar le, and sometimes he told him Rabbi Eliezer that Mishnah is like Rabbi Eliezer. The Amar Afilu Vitura Asur BeMudar Hanaa that even things that people usually just let go is Asur when people vow against each other. So don't compare Nedarim to to Kinyanim. By kinyanim, by money, kenel minat laknot works, but by nedarim, we're going to be mahmir and say it doesn't work. And the Gemara is going to try to bring a proof like the Hakamim of Pumpadita that kenel minat laknot, acquiring something so someone else could acquire, does not work. Tanan, amru hachamim kol matana sheena, sheimikdishat emikudeshet ena matana. Hachamim said, any gift that someone gives to another person that if he's makadish, it doesn't, the hikdish doesn't work, that's not a real gift. So, kol atuyemai, with that word kol, what's it coming to add? Which uh, which type of uh, gift, which type of uh, transaction? 
we coming to talk about this exact case where the thief with the of the of the linen or the jewelry, and Hachamim want to say that's not a real kinyan, and the Gemara says no, that's not what we're talking about from the word kol. That's not the chidush. Rather, we could also say that could be it's coming to include the second thing that Rabbah said at the bottom of Mimchetamudalif where even if he didn't to make a clear and cut uh, deal that you have to give this to my father, it's still Asur because the Sauda is the biggest proof. Even that, the Hachamim coming to say it's Asur, that's what the call is coming to add in the Mishnah. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.